is the People Make Things podcast, a behind-the-scenes look at the modern entertainment industry. I'm your host, Christopher Natsume. I'm a game developer, I'm an entrepreneur, and I'm also a live streamer. The internet knows me a little bit better as Nine Squirrels. We are back. We are back with Carlos Hernandez, and he's coming to us from Manila in the Philippines. He actually started a website called Too Much Gaming, and he also does his own podcast, which is the Too Much Gaming podcast. I'm really thrilled to have him here. Uh, how you doing, Carlos? Hey, Chris. Thanks for having me. No, I'm thanks, good. thanks for coming along. So I want to jump right into it. Uh, the question I'm right. asking you and I'm asking uh, some other folks Tell me yes. about games in the Philippines. What's happening right now that's exciting in the world of games in the Philippines? Actually, in the Philippines right now, um, I am seeing excitement in all different um, aspects. When, when I say that, I'm talking about like the competitive aspects, the development aspects, and actually the fan base, uh, the fan base actually growing in, in different like categories or genres. So it's like thanks to events popping up, um, big um, publishers and actually other developers actually getting a little bit more like aggressive with their with their work. I'm seeing a lot of like growth with the industry in general. Actually, so let's let's take it apart just a little bit. Let's start right. from the side of the game players. Tell me about uh, what what are what are folks down in the Philippines playing? What what is different about the Philippines game market? And and what are Filipinos playing? What what's big there? compared to the rest of the world or is it just like the rest of the world it's just like the rest of the world really we're not really, we're not really any different we're not really that special to be honest like we're still oh we're no, in, don't say we're, that you're very special <laughs> but we're, we're in love with like the the dotas we're in love with the mobile games the repetitive games the even the artistic games every now and then but yeah we're just like just like any other um country that is just you know with the games, is it is and it primarily console gaming down there? Is it is it mobile gaming? Is it PC gaming? Is it a spread of everything? It's a it's a spread of I think it's more on uh, PC and mobile, actually. Is, is there a reason for that? Um, a reason for that probably mobile because it has it's easily accessible here and we are pretty much, um, for one, we are we're all lo- just like everybody else actually we're all locked in our phones and everything and um. I remember um, even like back in the day, like with Facebook when it came out and all that, all those Facebook games. Mm. Yeah, we played a lot of that. And I remember seeing actually a study and all that that, yeah, the Philippines is one of those big countries where we're on Facebook, we're playing those games like 24/7. Yeah, so, one of the things like when I go down to the Philippines, you know, there's there's always these big huge lines. You know, one thing about the Philippines is you're gonna you're gonna wait in line for some stuff. Yeah. And I'm, I see these like I mean just literally 200 meter long lines to get on a jeepney, and mm-hmm. Every single person in that line's got their got their handphone out and they're all right. playing games. And I can right. remember sitting there looking at them like, I want to be the guy that sells those people games because those people play a lot of games. Yep. <laughs> um, so so tell me a little bit about development in the Philippines. Who who are the who are the big who are the big success stories in the Philippines? Who 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 am I? If I want to go interview a bunch of great developers in the Philippines, who's sort of the top of my list down there? Uh, top of my uh, top of my head right now, um, for one is there's a studio called uh, Xeno Games, actually, who actually uh, released a survival horror game. Um, 
And that's a success story in itself because they actually, it's not every day you have a, it's really rare to have a Philippine like studio releasing a game, especially on Steam, especially on PC, because um, that's, that's, that's really rare. So that's one of them. It's you know, and, it, it, you know there's actually a lot of stealth stories of people that are, that are part of games in the Philippines, but you're right. There are very few times that you see an independent mm-hmm. studio release independent original IP out of the Philippines. That's yeah. that's something that's only happening recently. Like based on like um, just taking out like if it, if the game is good or not. Like the industry in itself, it's so young. Well, for me, at least, it's so young to the point that seeing a game legitimately in a different platform in a very um, like you know, like I was saying a while ago, mobile and is more of like more mobile and PC is more of our thing. But actually, having a local studio releasing a PC game, a survival horror, that's already an accomplishment in itself. Despite it, um, on what how the game you know plays out in the end, and yeah. So who else? Who else is big in the Philippines right now? What other what other places are people should be people be looking if they're like I want to go learn more about the Philippine industry? Who who should I be looking at? Um, honestly, um, Philippine industry, the, the indie sides, actually, to be honest, the indie side, um, even, because I, the one thing I noticed is I'm seeing a lot of indies, I'm seeing a lot of, like, colleges actually making courses and then actually having students making games. Yeah, I guess one so, of the big sort of indie success stories down there is Barry with the Pretentious Game and, uh, Yeah, that one too, yeah. Oh, what was that one he did? The the plumber, the kill the plumber. Um, was, kill the plumber. Yeah, yeah that, that was one got a, a lot of press. That was a lot of press, yeah, because you know it's it had a lot kind of like um, comparisons to that one other plumber, but yeah, it's that, like one that, of those games. That other plumber, yeah, there was that there was other a pretty good, yeah, the, the other plumber. Um, so, um, tell me a little bit more about like like when you when you travel overseas or when you meet people who aren't from the Philippines, what yeah. what do you wish they knew about the not just the game but the philippines in general like i you know a lot of filipinos i meet they're like man it always pisses me off that people don't know about my country what do you wish people knew about the philippines um well in a gaming aspect well for one I'm not not just games in the, in the general obviously i'm mostly interested well, in games, yeah. but just in general like i meet a lot of filipinos who say i'm pissed off because nobody knows about the philippines and damn it we're important so like what should be people who are listening to this who don't know shit about the philippines what should they know we're actually really quite talented in like different fields, like animation, artistic, artistically as well. Um, because I think, based on from the friends that I know um, that go overseas and all that, like they're always doing, um, they're always being outsourced. They're always being was that. I want like people to know that, yeah, the Philippines are actually very talented in in the creative sense. But it's it's not just that. I'm, I mean, we, you know, the, I guess there's a large culture of outsourcing in the Philippines, not just in sort of the BPO sense, but also right. in the creative sense. That there mm-hmm. are people doing QA, there's people doing artwork, there's people doing sound. Uh, this right. is this is big industry in the Philippines, no? Yes. Um, yeah, art, like like you mentioned, like art, um, coding. We're actually very known to to be like a source of. Um, from all those, um, like from animation, like a source for animation for other projects, and actually, not many people even know that. Like some people might think that this big project um, um, is done in the U.S., but there's trickles of Filipino talent that made it all happen. So how does how does the Philippines go about better representing itself in the international media? How do, how does Philippines start to take the credit that it deserves for being a really big part of the entertainment industry 
more success stories, to be honest. More success stories that would come out in, like, for movies, like, getting out there, of course, in music, and, of course, in games, um, because we're still, like, just in the shadows, um, doing our thing, um, pretty much being awesome, really, but really to, like, break out and say that, hey, we can actually, you know, make something and, you know, there's more to come. Yeah, it's it's funny. I think one of the struggles the Philippines really has is there are actually a lot of Filipino success stories, but you don't see them as Filipino success stories. You just see them as success stories that you didn't know Filipinos were involved in. Um, right. You know, like, uh, you know, for me personally, one of the reasons I have a huge interest in the Philippines is I've been running a studio that's about half Filipino for the last decade. Yeah. And, and people don't think of boomzap as a filipino studio but you know if you go look at the artwork that we've done the sound that we've done the coding that we've done every aspect of our games right. has been you know about half filipino and so you know people say oh, yeah, this I is think... really great work but people don't know that there's this huge herd of filipinos behind that <laughs> yeah like there's actually like um in, in the gaming industry in, in, in general like it's so new to even like the like, to even gamers here that like if you go to conventions here and all that and then you see a studio they're still like pretty like oh wow there's actually people making games here i mean like there are actually people you know there's stuff being made here and then that, that's actually that's that's how new it is that's how fresh it is you know there's there's been some things that have happened recently that give me a little bit more hope though uh you know obviously mm -hmm. the the big news is that uh uh the big new studio that moved down it's in laguna right uh right yeah uh it's uh, ubisoft right so yeah ubisoft is here yeah and and i you know, there there was a story like this when LucasArts uh, went down and when, when Ubisoft went down to Singapore. There was mm -hmm. like a, a couple years where, yeah, they made content for the rest of the teams, but then suddenly they were making original content and there were people that were working at those big, huge studios that flaked off and started their own original studios. So I'm actually very hopeful that in the next few years uh, we'll see that same sort of success story repeat in the Philippines. Right, because... Uh, I'm seeing, well, you know, Ubisoft is here and everything. Um, I'm starting to see kind of like a trend where things are moving. Things are moving, especially for this industry. Um, like we have a big, we have a big studio who is, you know, here hiring people, but also helping um, colleges make or develop the talent here. So that's also pretty interesting in that aspect. And then you go down to the to some of the big uh, publishers also coming down, showing some interest of, you know, promoting their games here as well. And at the same time, in the competitive aspect, we're actually winning. We're actually, you know, going out outside the Philippines and representing it. A lot is moving, especially with, the, with gaming. So tell me a little bit about too much gaming tell me the because i want i want to talk here here's a, here's a you know a filipino success story here's a filipino media company tell me about too much gaming well too much gaming is a website that i pretty much started and we are pretty much i'd like to think that we are trying to grow together with the gaming industry especially the local um gaming industry um because i pretty much i pretty much started it with the thought of there aren't many people actually tackling that in this industry locally you know like talking to the indies talking to the locals um even some of the not many medias are actually talking to also the players as well so that's become like my driving force when i created dmg and then 
from there on, people started jumping on, and yeah. There's 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 so much there's so much review out there right now. If you go to Steam, there's you know two thousand reviews on Steam. If you go to Amazon, everyone's a critic, you know. So so yeah, if I want to know if a game is good or not, there's already more information than I can possibly consume about it. Uh, uh, how does a media site that makes its money on telling you whether or not a game is good, how does it survive in that world? Put yourself out there, not in but behind the camera, but in front of the camera, because personality is kind of a thing as well here, especially mm-hmm. like in Let's Plays and all that. And essentially, like I am starting to think that as a news media or, or as an outlet, like it's m- it's more about actually how people are playing the games now rather than how the, how good the game is. What do, what do you how, mean? I'm not following like, there. Like, for example, like... Um, let's, let's just say a game called Dark Souls. Like mm-hmm. it's a great game. Community is being built up on that. But I see a lot of attention when people are like, "This guy beat the game with just a knife." Ah, There's okay. a lot of attentions with that. That's like how the culture, how people are playing mm-hmm. it. That's how become like rather than showing a trailer or showing the game review. I think just how people have succeeded in that specific game is actually more um, appealing to some viewers. So we have to also put that into account. So you've you've got a podcast. How how do how do you use your podcast in a way that brings something new to this genre? That brings something new to uh, reviewing games and talking about games. How do you do something new in that space? Usually we do it weekly, and we usually talk about um, specific topics that happen within the week. But recently, actually, I've been moving on towards actually inviting people, like um, local game developers or actually personalities like streamers, mm-hmm. to talk about the games to talk about what's currently happening and, and all that. And as well as, of, of course, like some of the local developers, that's actually my twist in the, like, the latest episodes recently. So how is that community developing in the Philippines? Is there a large streamer community in the Philippines? Slowly growing because you know our internet. You know how our internet capability here is. I'm all um, too aware of your internets. <laughs> yeah. I'm all Me alone, I'm struggling with it. I can't like it's it's not something everybody's available to actually stream so it's just people are just learning about it mm-hmm. you know what I mean people are learning about it so there are some streamers out there that stream it that stream games um, live and everything but it's still slightly just a struggle so hopefully when everybody is in the same level of the of upload speed and everything all the requirements then I think I'll have a better picture because right now it's actually it's just a struggle. It's just simply a struggle. Yeah, it just seems to me. Well, it seems to me such an obvious growth area for the Philippines because Filipinos, you know, like you say, they're very talented people. They're really great at, uh, you know, they have a they have a lot of uh, of this kind of thing. If you go if you go to you know just basic Philippine TV TV channels or radio channels, mm-hmm. there's a lot of this you know cult of personality. I guess in the Philippines, oh, we all love this one person, and we all like to see his shows and radio shows. And it, it seems like I've, I've wondered why hasn't there been a PewDiePie of the Philippines yet? Again, like the the knowledge of actually like there's not many people actually trying to reach that PewDiePie because they just go to PewDiePie. That's the thing. Like everybody is just <laughs> that's a problem. Like there's, you can't have a second PewDiePie. I don't like, people loved or tried to make another PewDiePie, but I think. Just like your example of like, you know, oh, we just like to, you know, um, enjoy this one person. I think we're, we're just like, it just feels like a hassle to at least try to achieve that, especially with, with what we're, with what we are available with right now to the point that, you know, I'll just watch PewDiePie or I'll watch, you know, for example, um, whatever, um, any other YouTuber that's currently available right now. In, in a way, it's almost, it's, it's like, it, it's both a strength and a weakness for the Philippines that, uh, 
you know, because everyone is, is, is so fluent in English and they, they live and they work in English and they're able to consume English language yeah. media so easily, you don't have that sort of protected market that you would have, say, in Thailand, where, look, if you're going to be popular in Thailand, you better speak Thai, right? And it makes sense. And um, at the same time, some people don't even like, they're just, they don't, they just need a little push. Really. But there, but there's the other side of it, of course. There's the strength, yeah. which is if somebody in the Philippines was as entertaining as PewDiePie and put the time and energy into it, there is a right. chance that they could be a worldwide success in a way that, say, uh, a Thai celebrity couldn't. There's only so far you're going to go with a, a Thai language podcast or a Thai language uh, entertainment vehicle because you got to speak Thai to, to consume it. But no, and, I, and even like, for example, even podcasts or even something even new, mm. some mm. some like if like. Well, our, for one, our traffic is really horrible. So you'd think that podcast would be another alternative to spend the time or whatever. Um, but sometimes that's 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 still another thing that people have to be aware of. Like not many people know what podcasts are. Not many people like know that. Oh, like for example, oh, people actually stream here. So so it sounds like what you're saying is there's an enormous opportunity, but there's a roadblock because you don't know how to get that information to the people to let them know that this thing is there. Yeah, it's like mixed. It's already mixed with so many like. Um, U.S.-based um, content creators, um, mm. U.K. and everything that, whenever like you stumble across like a like a game or a musician, like oh, it's he's Filipino. I never knew that. Like people have to know that yes, we can do this. We can actually we can make awesome music. We can actually make an awesome game. We have an awesome studio here. We have you know really cool personalities making videos or you know stuff it's, like that. It's always been I think a little bit of a frustration for me because like I say you you go to the Philippines and and they're like the best Filipino cover bands in the world. Right. But then you're like, okay, well where's the original Filipino bands playing original music? And they're like, well, no nah, there's not so many of those. And you're like, why? Why why would you not have that, you know? Yeah. It's, sometimes it's surprising to me. Sometimes it's almost like the Philippines doesn't really know how much value it has available to, right. to in the, in the world market they don't they don't know their own value in some ways which is uh it's been a struggle for me and 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 one of the successes of my studio has been just simply saying yeah we can do this you know don't don't you know you have the skills to do this you you can compete in the world market right. and uh i wonder if it just needs more people who are willing to stand up and say hey we we can do this thing we can compete in the world market Talking about the relationship between reviewers and developers, um, I know a lot of people that are listening to this podcast. They're like, "How do I get how do I get reviewers? How do I get game media to, to pay attention to my game?" What right. can developers do to interact with you, the game media, better? Going directly, like going out there to really like email you or like message you, is actually one thing. Like because. Especially here in the Philippines, like if you don't don't have to be shy. Like if I've had a couple of like developers who local developers who, like mm, I'm, I'm building a game, but I don't know like how to bring it out, how to talk to people. Like a lot of people are actually pretty interested to check out the game. You just all you gotta do is just get out there and just contact them directly. So those that those that do have the guts to to get in touch with you. So so step one, actually get in touch with the media. <laughs> um, so now I'm getting in touch with you. What? When do you want to know about a game? When do you want people to talk to you about their game? When it's done? When it's in development? How how can I how can I get the media more involved in hyping my game? I've noticed some of the local developers here. They like to just throw out their alpha builds, mm-hmm. and they're like close to not even done. That's what it feels like. Like like mm-hmm. I don't even I don't even know what. There's not much I can do with this content because yes, it's being built. Okay. I mean, like that's because I've had those those. There are a couple of games where I played, 
it's like maybe 30 minutes of them, for 30 minutes of gameplay, and I don't get much of it. Like, because it just, it just, it's not done. I mean, I've had developers and studios who send me stuff, and like, you don't, give me something that I can work with, because you're just, just you're just pretty much confirming that, yeah, this is, this is being made. That's about it. <laughs> this is being, That's, I, I guess, I yeah, guess there's I not felt, much you I can tell that. the world about that. I guess you write an article. There's a game being made. I can't show it to you right now. Pretty much, yeah. So, like, Give me like a, a, a set, like trailers, gameplay footage. That would be mm. great. Mm. Don't give me a build that I think that was for a game tester. Yeah, I guess there's not a lot you can do with that. So what? So let's. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna ask the last question about this. Uh, on the flip side, what have you seen developers do that you're like, man, I wish everyone would do this. Like this is information. What? What? What tactics have you seen that worked really well? Actually, just giving us actual like um, inviting us really. Like bring us hands on and like here here's a little demo here's a little presentation here's the games here's the game and here's some of the developers you want to talk to here you go I guess in that sense maybe for indie developers showing up at local events where media can easily set up those meetings would be pretty important that'll be pretty important and it's always a thrill to actually talk to some of the developers because then you start to really see them um like just have it have a blast talking about what they've been working on for like months or so i guess it so i guess now would be a chance to put a shout out to uh the guys over esgs because i guess that's the biggest gaming show in the philippines right now right that's the pretty much the biggest yeah gaming show and i pretty much started um tmg during that year esgs came out so technically like for me that's when me and my my team actually just you know showed up and hey you know or or tmg you want to you know recover your event and everything and then when i saw esgs like Oh, you know, I like, I started getting to oh, there's a lot of studios. You know, they're actually making games and everything, and that's what we need, like those kinds of events, so at least mm-hmm. to inform people, like just like us in media, that there's a lot of cool games being made here. There's actually studios being made here. Maybe you want to actually be a developer. Maybe you actually want to buy this when it's done. Stuff like that. So yeah, get get up there close, talk to the people, talk to the media, and just don't be shy. Just like hey, I'm making a game. What do you think? Like, let me know. All right. Talk well, that sounds like a pretty pretty straightforward advice. If you want to get in touch with the media, actually get in touch with them. Send them actual real live assets that they <laughs> yeah. can actually put on the internet somewhere without being ashamed of it, and invite them along to actually meet your developers and show up at events where media is. That's a that's actually a pretty straightforward action plan for yeah. Uh, for young developers in the Philippines. All right, that's all the time we have for this. This has actually been a lot of great information, so uh, thank you so much for taking the time for the interview. Yeah, thank you for having me. That's the show for today. Thank you so much for coming along and being part of this. I know that uh, we've got a pretty good audience out there. People are really seeming to enjoy this. We're getting some great feedback, some great responses. So thank you to everyone who's here. For those of you who'd like to give us some more feedback and like to give us some more responses, wherever you got this podcast in the info section, there should be a comment section and there should be a link to our Discord where you can chat with me directly. I'm on that Discord all day, every day. You can like, you can hear from me. You can ask me questions. It's cool. It's a, it's a neat thing. You should do that. Anyway, we've got more great interviews coming up. We have a great lineup. I hope you're looking forward to it. I know I am, and we'll see you on the next show. 